Welcome to church, yeah, everyone. Welcome. Come on, let's, let's celebrate. celebrate. We're here in person. You know, what, what we want to do real quick is do a recap of Highlight the City Week, yeah. which was about two weeks ago. Uh, as a church, we, we came together and uh, we had close to 20 opportunities uh, where we served within the city. We partnered with a lot of different partners yeah. and uh, it was just an exciting time. It was uh, vision fulfilled. We had that vision for about eight years now yes. and it found its birth in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, we decided to get active and to not sit back as a church. And so uh, we served uh, 588 hours in one week. In one week, guys. One week. Let's Come on, let's celebrate that. that. Yeah. The reason that's a big deal is because uh, within our first three and a half years together, we had served just over 1,000 hours. So in one week when the church gets together, man, I mean, it's, it's just on. supernatural. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And we had over 200 signups to serve. I mean, that was a big step of faith for a lot of you who are concerned about, you know, COVID-19. But a lot of you, you still stepped out and, and you made a huge difference in the yeah. city. What Can were we some celebrate of those? that 200 yeah, signups sign for Highlight the City Week? We yeah. did a couple of opportunities. We sponsored a mom. And so yeah. what that was about, we took five, 15 mothers and we partnered with a local um, family services, actually. And uh, Case to Success is their program. But yeah. these are moms who have had children and they're teenagers. Mm -hmm. And so we just asked them, what do you need? What do you need? What does your child need in this time? And so Christmas came early. It came wow. in summer for them. Yeah. And uh, so we had a bunch of volunteers. They went to Target. They shopped. They packaged. They took a photo of themselves to even let the moms know, like, we're praying for you. We care for you. Yeah. Um, and so it was just a good time. And so these moms were just able to be loved on yeah. uh, so that they can have hope, right, to continue to go through. Because I can only imagine online learning. They have kids. And so we just, as a church, want to continue to be the light of the world, that Hallelujah. hope in the world. Um, and so Gaithersburg Help is another organization that we actually partnered with. And again, here at Highlight Church, we believe in partnering. So we're not going to just create, right, something yeah. unless God really says you got to do this, right? Yeah. Uh, but we're going to partner with organizations who are already killing it. Like they're doing it. They're in our city. They're established. Mm -hmm. They've been here for years. But you know what they need? They need finances and foot soldiers. Yeah. So we as a church come in to be that for them. Yeah. 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 And so Gaithersburg Help feeds families all across the city of Gaithersburg. Yeah. Um, and so we were able to come in on Monday, mm -hmm. take 35 families Feed, the church provided all the food, all of the groceries that they mm -hmm. have for the entire week, and we hand gave it to them, prayed with some of them, invited so them good. to church. It was a powerful time. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Comfort cases, another. Yeah. That so was good. comfort cases. Um, these are foster kids, um, and honestly, the foster care system. These kids don't know when they're going to be uprooted from the house that right. they're currently in. It can happen in the middle of the night, yeah. and they're getting put in the back of a police car oftentimes. And yeah. oftentimes, they don't have anything but a trash bag. Wow. And so Comfort Cases comes in to provide book bags. And so as a church, we really wanted to partner alongside them. So y'all brought book bag. Like, y'all yeah. brought backpacks, you guys. Yeah, yeah. You really brought them in mm -hmm. by the, you know, the tons, and they've been needing them in this season. They've been needing the help, too. Because, again, with COVID-19, we understand mm -hmm. kind of just the fear that's out there and and god is really um yeah, you, yeah. you're doing great sorry oh yeah. you need water i'm about to preach <laughs> so yeah 
<laughs> go ahead, babe, yeah. take your time. Yeah. Um, no. And so we were just able to go pack these backpacks, put a, a, a blankie in blankie. there, a teddy bear. Teddy. I mean, books. I don't and care how stuff. old you are. You love a nice teddy. Yeah. So cool. I, Thanks, Pastor Chow. We Thank joked you. about Appreciate this in the first yeah. worship experience because yeah. you wanted one. I did. And I almost I took said, one. Judah has enough in the closet. I will give you one. I of wanted his. it for me. No. No. <laughs> and then Gaithersburg Middle. Middle. So they're right in our front yard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, at Highlight, we really want to make an impact in our city. Yeah. And so as God, he's entrusted us with the city of Gaithersburg. So we're going wow. to make an impact here before he sends us off to another city to make yeah. another impact. When yeah. we plant our second yeah. campus, Amen. third campus, it's about partnering so with the city so we can truly see life change. Because the city knows what the people need. Like yeah. their governing authorities, they know. So we as a, as a church, we come alongside the city and we had a call with them and said, what is your vision for the city? How can we come alongside you? This is what we're doing. Amen. But we want to continue that partnership. Amen. So it was just an awesome time. And so Gaithersburg Middle, again, we called the principal. We packed 900 and something bags with all the books and the school supplies. There were only like two to three teachers that came out, y'all, every single time these kids had to come to pick up. But the church showed up. Even in the rain, you guys were out there delivering these bags. Yeah, put your hands together for that. Come on. You're the church. That's huge. Being the church. And so we had these Highlight the City shirts, and it said shine in the back of them. Mm -hmm. And so... People are like, what's going on? What are you guys doing? And we're like, we're a local church here in the city, and we just want to love on our city in practical ways this week. So it was an impactful week. Um, Again, Matthew 5, 14 through 16 is our founding verses here at Highlight Church. We we, we know that God has placed us to be on top, right, of a stand, not beneath it. We are the light of the world. And the reason why we do this, yeah, is so that they can glorify our Father who is in heaven. And that is why we do what we do, because it goes back to Christ and what he did for us. Mm. So that's why it says shine, right? We point it right back to the one who gave it to us. So it was an impactful week. Thank you all for your giving, for your serving, all of the impact that you made. Pastor and I, just we we love this church. You guys showed up in a big way this past week. So huge. Come on, let's celebrate that one more time. Amazing. Girl, I'm about to let you preach. No. Bringing it down. No. So, <laughs> so with that, what we want to do is yeah. collect the uh, offering. And this yeah. is going to be contactless because, again, we're not going to be passing out buckets. So mm-hmm. giving is a form of worship unto the mm-hmm. Lord. Um, it's not just the sound that you hear on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, when moms, when you're packing lunch for your kids, that's worship yeah. unto the Lord. When you're putting Amen. them to sleep, that's worship unto the Lord, right? Yeah. Um, dads, when you're loving on your kids in the morning, that's worship unto the Lord. Yeah. My singles, when you're living in purity, that's worship Amen. unto the Lord. Amen. So worship Amen. doesn't, it's not just, it's so much more than the stage. Yeah. So our giving and what we do with our finances is worship unto God because mm. ultimately he gave us the strength and the breath in the first place to be able to get the yeah. wealth, right? Yeah. So what we want to do as a church is we want to pray over the giving, pray over the offering yeah. as God does just abundantly more than what we yeah. can ask. In this and there season. are two ways to give. So yeah. if you have a device and yes. you, you want to go ahead and join us, don't feel pressured if you, it's your first time with yeah. us to give, but go ahead and go to highlight.church slash invest, or you can text any amount to 84321. One. Let's go ahead and pray. I'm going to have you lead us in this prayer. Uh, Father, we thank Mm. you so much for today. Gosh, opening Sunday. We are excited to be in church. 
Gosh, it's, a, it's the power of the gathering that Thank has been Lord. suffocated in the season. Wow. And I know that we were being comfortable at home, but God, you're calling us to more. You're calling us to greater. You're calling us to faith. Yes, Jesus. And with that, we have to break the, the comfort. And so, God, so, sometimes that looks like in our giving. Sometimes yes, we're Jesus. comfortable in the amount we may give you, God. Thank Maybe you. it's it's been comfortable, just not because we're holding on. Um, but, Father, if you are Come stirring Lord. in our hearts right now to give at a certain amount or level, God, or even for the first time, you, I pray Jesus. that that conviction just draws us to give. And then, God, I pray that you would increase it this week Hallelujah. abundantly, exceedingly above, beyond what we can think or imagine. God, do it. Use us in, in, in just a great capacity this week. And, Father, uh, thank you for our pastor as he preaches this word. Father God, I just pray that he is your vessel. He is your mouth. Just thank you, use Lord. him, Jesus. Speak to us so thank that you. we are able to break chains in thank our you. homes, in our family, um, and, and what you are doing in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thanks, sweetie. Awesome. Wow. Wow. All right. So we're a brand new series today called By Faith. By Faith. Go ahead and you guys know we're a note-taking church. If you're new here, we love to, to take notes. And uh, go ahead and get your pen and your pads ready. Or if you have a phone, go ahead and take that out. Uh, today I, I want to bring not, not necessarily a message, but welcome to school. Welcome to school. Uh, we're going to call this message or this teaching Faith 101. Faith 101 and uh, by faith, by faith 101. How about that, uh, what is it called, online virtual school? Uh, and all the parents with young kids laugh. Uh, the people who don't have younger kids right now, you, you don't understand. It, it's tough, man. <laughs> it's tough. Sit down. Be still. You need to sit down somewhere. It's just, come on now. I know we got a camera, but don't be, come on. Don't be stuffy. Loosen up. Loosen up. Loosen up. All right, cool. So we are going to go ahead and get into the word Hebrews because you guys are forcing me. Come on, man. Put your hands together. We're in church. Y'all know we, y'all know we don't do stuffy church. Even if the joke is bad, you laugh. We don't do the stuffy stuff. Get into the Bible. That's what I came for. We're going we're gonna to teach. All right, here it is. Let me stop messing with you. I'm just messing. If you don't know me, I'm just messing. I mess a lot. But I love you. I love you. Know that. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Here it is. It says this here. Well, we're not going to read it yet, so take, take, the, take the verse off. I want to give you context. Hebrews is a, is a book that was written. We don't know the author, who the author of Hebrews is, but we do know that the Christians in this time uh, were scattered. They were scattered because of uh, just massive persecution. A lot of tough times were going on. And so the author of Hebrews, he writes about a lot of things, about how Jesus is the, the high priest, how Jesus is greater than Moses. He writes about a lot of important stuff, salvation and um, how to endure through tough times, how Jesus is the perfect example uh, when going through tough times. If you need an example, you look to Jesus. But he stops and, and he writes this entire chapter on faith. And he mentions these men and women, ordinary, everyday men and women who lived extraordinary lives right. by faith. Um, I want to I want to give you the assignment of going home this week and reading Hebrews 11. God had me kind of sulking in it for about an hour and a half a couple days ago. He told me to read it three times. He said, each time you read it, read it slower because I want to I want to build your faith in this season. And so you're going to find out that it says these two term, this two-term phrase, by faith, 20 times within 40 verses. By faith, 
20 times within 40 verses. So the author is very emphatic. He's trying to get something to us about how faith works and how to activate faith and, and how God moves when we live according to faith. So Hebrews 11, here it is, verse 1 says this. It says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Faith shows. I, I, like, I like the wording he used there. It shows what? The reality of what we hope for. So if you have a hope in your heart, faith shows you the reality of that hope. But that hope must be grounded in the scripture. If it's grounded in the scripture, God is not a man that he can lie. It's going to come to pass. So it has to be grounded in in the scripture. Go ahead and write this down. Here it is, our our first kind of overall point of the day. Uh, It says this here. Faith gives a description of the future that you hope for. Faith gives a description of the future that you hope for. So I, I have a, we all have a lot of clothes, you know what I mean? Like I, I have a short sleeve, dark blue uh, button up at home in the closet right now, and it has orange dots. So it's dark blue, orange polka dots. What I just, I, I just gave you a description. So it's not in my office. I don't have it on the stage. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bring it to you next week for week two of By Faith, and I'm going to show it to you. So I just gave you a description in the present. But I'm going to bring it to you in the future. Come on, that's good. Nine, nine o'clock caught that a little bit better. Everyone in the room was like, mm, 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 we done. Like, call a salvation. I believe in Jesus. Y'all just sitting there. I forget the 11 crowd is, y'all, y'all wake up late. So, nine o'clock, they ready to go. So, I'm going to say it again. Faith gives you a description of the future that you hope for. And I'll bring the shirt next week. And it, oh, that's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. So uh, keep reading here. Um, verse two, it says this, through their faith, this is so important. Watch this. The people in days of old earned a good reputation. So he's, he's going to tell you about those people throughout the rest, rest of the chapter. But Jesus said, when the son of man comes to earth, will he find faith? Jesus is so serious about faith. As a matter of fact, God can do no great thing in your life without it. And so the way that these ordinary men and women earned a great reputation with heaven is that they lived every day according to faith. And it says this here at verse 3, By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed, I love this, it's powerful, at God's command. I don't have this as a point, but go ahead and write this down. Uh, Faith speaks. So faith shows but it also speaks. That's why the scripture is important because I believe that God is talking to you every day. But, but, but you, it's, it's grounded in this thing right here. It says formed at God's command that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. So here it is. Jesus, Jesus called God spirit and John four twenty four. Jesus told us that God is spirit. The word spirit in the Greek is pneuma. Pneuma. Pneumonia. Pneuma is air, breath, wind. None of which you can see. All right. Just check and see if you're awake. 
So the trees, the birds, the grass, the clouds, and the sun, watch this, all came from wind. Everything that we see came from, this, this is the essence of faith, came from what you cannot see. So when you're living by physical sight, you're not living by faith. When, when you're looking at the bank account, come on, right? Thank you. You just helped me segue into this little mini story. I was... um. I know that we're going to keep teaching. Don't worry. I got you covered. I got you. Yeah. Where is he going? I got you. I promise. I was in my office the other day with my wife and just, just looking at just certain things. And I'm like, oh, goodness, what I see. And she got to, she got to, you know, God's faithful. You know, he's going to show up. You know, he's good. You know, he's a redeemer. I'm like, babe, don't preach at me. I just. I just want to see what I see right now, right? Sometimes you just want to complain, right? It just feels good, like, oh, my God, this is the worst week ever. And that just feels great, right? But she was just preaching at me. You know, God's preaching faith. I don't want to hear none of that. But what, what was happening, I was, living, I was living by sight. I was living by sight. And it's when you live by sight, you're not, you're not, operating, you're not operating in faith. Everything that we see comes from something we cannot see. So you, you really got to watch what you're looking at. You got to watch what you're looking at because it, 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 oh, it's faith. Here it is. Here it is. Verse 4. It says, It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. So what did Abel bring? He bought, he bought an offering to God, and God was pleased with his offering. We do an offering every December where we bring an end-of-the-year offering to God above and beyond our normal giving. And Abel would have been, Abel would have just shut us all down with his offering. Yeah. And, and, and understand this, too. This is not even in my notes. Go ahead and write this down. Faith is a sacrifice. If it doesn't hurt a little bit, it ain't faith. If it's calculated, if you know when she coming over, if it's comfortable and you know God's calling you to stop dealing with them, if it ain't, man, if I break up with this person, it don't hurt, but you know God's calling you to break up with them, it ain't faith. It ain't faith. It, faith is a sacrifice. It hurts a little bit. We're going to get into that here. It's faith 101. I'm, I'm getting into weeks two and three. We're going to get into We're going to get into Here it is. It says this here. It says, verse five, it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him for before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And here it is. It is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. This, this is what this means. God gets very excited when we have faith in him because he knows that we can't see him. He's wind. And, and this is why I say it's impossible to please him because he knows there's no, no rationale or no logic behind believing in God. We can't see him. 
So when we, when we come to God in prayer and when we pray big and when we write big visions and big dreams and when we come, come to God, like you can heal, you can do this, you can move, God's in heaven like, yes, 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 yes. You get it. You get it. Angels, they get it. Hurry up. God, celebrate. They get it. It's impossible, Mercy. Mercy, I loved your worship this morning. That girl, I was laughing at you, and you didn't look at me. I'm trying to get your attention. She was just, you've grown so much. I I remember, go ahead and celebrate her. Y'all like, where is he going? Watch, I'm going to show you. Watch me. I remember when we first started to encourage Mercy to play the keys, and uh, she was fiddling a little bit here and there with it. and said, Mercy, there's there's a gift on your life. And so Mercy would put in her, her headphones. She, would, she lived with us. She was in the room by my kids. Mercy, don't be too loud. Don't wake up the boys. She put in her, it's 1045, so I'm going to take my time. She put in her headphones and she would play. She'd go down in the basement late at night so she could get some more sound and she would play. And then by faith, y- y'all didn't see her to see y'all. Th- <laughs> I'm still in the message. <laughs> And so I, I saw you. You didn't see me, but I saw you. You didn't see me, but I saw you. That girl was like this. Not even looking. By faith, she was playing. She didn't even need to see the keys. Wake up. It's by faith that you're going to win in this season. Not with your eyes, with your faith. Man, I'm so proud of you. Playing by faith. Woo! I'm sad. She's in the right season, boy. Here it is. All right. Why do we need faith? Let's go. Number one, we need faith to overcome tough times. We need faith to overcome tough times. Um, like I just, I'm sure we can all agree right now, it's, it's a little tough in, in, in a lot of different areas in our lives. I, like I said, I was talking to my wife, and there are about six things right now revolving our lives, be it family or whatever, whatever. Don't want to get give you too much details, but um, it, maybe for you it's been a pay cut or, um, like I said, right now it's very tough for a lot of parents with kids virtual learning. How are we going to navigate this? Who's going to take off and all this stuff? Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you are sick, uh, but just just a tough time right now. And if you keep your eyes on those things, your your faith is going to be low. I love what it says in Psalm 34, verse 19. It says, good people suffer many troubles. That, that, that This is written in the Hebrew. So in in the Hebrew, many means many. <laughs> yes, nine o'clock didn't catch that. <laughs> many means many. Many troubles, but the Lord saves them from them all. And, and, and this is the thing. Let me give you another definition for faith. Go ahead and write this down. Faith is the capacity to believe that God can do anything. That's, that's what faith is. And so Romans 12, 3 tells us that God has given us all 
a measure of faith. So it's the capacity to believe that God can do anything, and God has given you that ability, that capacity. The issue is, is that when we take that capacity and we put it into our finances, we put it into our network, we put it into our relationships, we put it into our spiritual leaders, we put it into our political leaders, Jesus Christ. When we take what is unlimited and we put it into what is limited, that's when, that's when what's tough becomes even tougher. And, and, and so, you know, God, God you, you've been in this place before. You've seen tougher days. You've been sick and God has healed you. We tend to forget that we've been broke and God did provide. We had a tough time with our kids and he brought, he brought our kids back to us and back to himself. You've been in tougher situations before, and if faith got you out of it last time, it's going to get you out of it this time. And so we need faith to overcome tough times. It's that, it's that capacity to believe that God can do anything. Jesus said, I love it. They were asking him something about faith, and Jesus said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, all things, all things, all things are possible. Number two, you need faith to step from the known into the unknown. <laughs> I remember um, my last day at a Florida hospital, and um, I was working the 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. shift, and it was about 12.30, almost 1 o'clock in the morning. It was lunchtime, and uh, I had Chris bring me some Hungry Howie's pizza. Y'all don't know <laughs> Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know nothing about Hungry Howard's Pizza. It grease you, grease you up real good and clogs your arteries and all that. And I said, it, it's a celebration, so I also need you to bring me red velvet cheesecake because this is my last shift. We're about to move from, from Florida to Maryland. We've never, we've never lived here. We don't, we don't know anyone here. We got we to gotta celebrate this. We got to do it big. And so during lunch, I asked him, I said, when are you going to put in your two weeks to quit your job? We're moving we're moving. Have you quit your job? Have you, have you quit? Have you quit? Have you put it in? Well, pastor, I'm going to do it. I told you to do it Saturday. Have you put in your two weeks where God is calling us to Maryland? I remember Pastor Chow. He was only a few weeks in. He had just gotten a promotion in um, Maryland Monroe Spa right there in Winter Park, Florida. Just a few weeks in, he was a nail tech. They had promoted him to go to other locations and train up teams. I mean, it was a dream job increase in pay, you know, you were free, you were loose, you weren't stuck at one location, you were in it for a few weeks, and I said, uh, have you put in your two weeks? Are you quitting? Because we're, we're, we're stepping from what's, we're stepping from the security of our parents, the opportunity that, the luxury that Florida brings, the certainty that Florida brings, and God has called us to step into the unknown. Are you are you leaving? I remember talking to my wife, said, babe, when are you putting in your two weeks? Well, we're not going to have any finances for six weeks because I, I don't start my job for another week until we get to Maryland. Have you put in your two weeks? We got to move. I know money's short. I know we don't have anything. I don't know how we're going to eat. As a matter of fact, we're moving to Maryland, and we've never been in the town home that our realtor is leading us to live in. We, we've never even been to the townhome. When we drove into Maryland, it was the first time we saw our home. You need faith when stepping from the known into the unknown. 
And God is calling you, a lot of you right now, to take that step. He's calling you, a lot, a lot of you, to, to give away the comfort, to give away the known, and to step into the unknown. Genesis 12, this is about Abram. Abram is the father of your faith. Now, I know that we're all here because of Jesus, but had it not been for this man, potentially would be no Jesus. And so his nickname is the father of faith. And so when he first meet God's, God's initial conversation with him was not, hello, how you're doing? I love you. I'm for you. I'm with you. All, he does. He loves you. He's for you. He's with you. But his initial discussion with Abram was, I need you to leave your family. Yep. It's like, hey, I'm God. I need you to leave your family. <laughs> we'll, we'll read it. He says this here. The Lord said. That, that's the starting point. Genesis 12, verse 1. You see that? Genesis 12, verse 1, just straight on in there. The Lord said, not hello, not greetings, not salutations to you, not, hey, I'm God. Hey, I created you. Here it is. The Lord said to Abram, leave your native country. Whoa, time out, bro. I don't even know you. God's like, I'm God. Leave your native country, your relatives. Your father's family, here it is. This, is. this is a formula for faith. And go to the land that I will show you. You go, then I'll show. Or here it is, you keep going, then I'll show. I got, I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead. Here it is, number two. This is the result, though, verse two. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. That, that prophesies there about Jesus. That's a messianic prophecy. And I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on the earth will be blessed through you. This is how this happens. God puts that hope in your heart. And he's starting to stretch that measure of faith. You're about, you're about to apply that measure of faith. And right when you're about to make that transition, fear kicks in. Whoa, can't leave my dad. He pays all my bills. Oh, no, I, I can't leave this relationship. No one else will ever want me. I, I got to stay in this thing. Oh, no, I can't go to school. I can't afford it. And even if I do get loans, I'll never be able to pay those loans off again. Whoa, let, let, me, just, let me just stay right here. I'll just stay right here. You, you need faith to transition from the known to the unknown. Guess what? And, and this is the thing I'm, I'm, Lord, don't strike me. This is the thing I'm quite aggravated about God with. He won't. He loves me. Is that when he tells you to make a move, it's very vague. What does that mean? I'll bless you. You're blessing me now. I'm breathing. Well, what does it mean? I'll curse those who curse you. Well, I got cursed out at work last week and you didn't do anything to that person. <laughs> it's very vague. It's like the shirt I just told you about. You don't know if it's ripped, you don't know if it has a hole. I just gave you a vague, you know, you don't know if it's huge and it goes down to here. My dad's six foot five. You, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know if it's his old polka dot blue shirt. You don't know. I just said, I got a shirt. That's a description. That's faith. Right. God, God paints it real good. 
But, and, and that's where the faith component comes in, is Jesus, you walking on water because you God. God, you're the creator of the universe. You can say all that, but I, I don't know if it's true. I want to trust you if it's you tell me to come. That's what Peter said when he was on the boat. Jesus said, come. Peter stepped out. See, and this is the thing, just to kind of give us some substance to faith, because faith can seem like such a, where is faith? Like pastor said, I got a measure of it. I got a big dream now. I believe it. Where is it? No, no. Let me just break it down a little bit. Faith is simply obedience. So, So at this point with Abram, it's not about having faith. It's about obeying God. Write this down. Obedience is faith and action. Right? Because, and put it this way. Obedience is trust in what God said. Right? You see that because he said, go. Treat your wife different. Well, I don't, you didn't give me a measure of faith for that. Rhoda, it's not, a, it's not about faith. It's about treating her better. Yeah. Qu- quit the job. I'm calling you into something new and different and better. Well, where am I going to get my money? How are we going to? It's not about that. I told you to quit the job. Now, how do you verify this? You need to write this down because faith is not just this. Number one, you need to consult spiritual leadership. Consult spiritual leadership. If you have pastors in your life that you trust, it doesn't have to be me. But if you have pastors, I don't know. I'd be kind of wacky. You know how I just started out the sermon and I wouldn't. I'll tell you to do crazy stuff. We moved and, you know. But consult spiritual leadership. You need pastors in your life that love you and that care for you. They're going to give you God's word. They're going to be honest. Um, if you're married, consult your spouse. Never make a big decision without them. You need that spirit of agreement. In your home, yeah. um, moves of faith transitions have to be based in the Word of God. That's right. So I encourage you to develop a healthy word word life, where if God is going to call you to faith, He's going to speak based upon this. This is the framework right here that He gives you for anything He calls you to. Yeah. I, I remember when um, we were visiting Maryland, and uh, it was about six or seven months, almost a year before we moved. And uh, I thought we were going to start the church in Silver Spring. And we went to a park, and my oldest son was with me, and Chris and a good friend, Jason. And uh, we went to a park. I said, yeah, it's going to be Silver Spring. So we're driving. We get out. We go to a park. And I'm like, I don't, I don't feel it. I don't think it's Silver Spring. I don't feel it. I don't feel it. So the Holy Spirit, don't miss my point here. The Holy Spirit said, I need you to go to your phone. I didn't have my Bible. He said, I need you to Google verses. Google, spread the good news of Jesus. Google that. And so every verse I found, you know, Acts and Matthew, there was a a common denominator in all those verses. And it was simply put, you know, the verses said things, anyone who accepts Christ can be saved. Go to the utter ends of the earth and and spread the gospel, spread the good news. I'm sending you to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria and make disciples to the ends of the earth. And so after I got done reading, because you need the word if you're going to make a step of faith. 
after I got done reading the Holy Spirit, I, I heard him in my heart. You, you never hear God. You never hear God here. You hear him in your heart. He said, now you got the word. Now, what I need you to do is choose the city and I'll bless it. So, so you can clap because we're here. We're here and it worked and it's working and it's great. But what I'm trying to get to you is, is this. Is that sometimes the peace will come before you take the step. But don't bank on it. Sometimes you got to take the step. Then the peace will come. And a lot of us, we're, we're looking for, we're looking for him to paint the whole picture. And so later on that trip, I had to take my butt over here to Gaithersburg High School. And, 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 and God said, this is the city. And I said, you saved the best for last. But you need faith. You need faith. You need faith. I'm, I'm in so many talks right now, pastoring so many people through transitions right now. And, and they're, they're, you know, I believe, I think, I think, I think. And I know what you're worrying about. You're worrying about the resource. But if God has called you to do it, he's going to provide. Put your hands together for that. He's going he's to do it. Use your church as inspiration. He's going to do it. The third reason you need faith is for big vision. Big vision. Raising kids is huge. Raising kids in a godly home, that's big vision. You know, the, the Bible says that they, they received good reputation in heaven just for doing that. You, you don't have to do this vast stuff. You can say, I want to raise my kids in a godly home. Right. And, and heaven is proud of that. And God is smiling down upon you. Yeah. Uh, maybe it is to change your city, but you need faith for big vision. Why? It's because you're going you're gonna to come against obstacles and challenges. Whenever you have big vision, the enemy is going to release a surge of just discouragement. And he's going to fight you tooth and nail to the end. He's going he's gonna to fight you. He's going to fight you. He's going to send haters your way. He's going to send people to speak negative in your life. He's going to send them your way. So you need faith. You need faith. Another reason why you need faith when you have big vision is because you're going to have many reasons to quit. There are many reasons to quit. Many reasons to quit. Big vision. And the first reason is always comfort. You know, is it worth it? Is this thing worth it that God has put on my heart? Is the hassle worth it? Is the hardness worth it? Is it worth it? And so <clears throat> if you're not careful, you, you end up in a season of comfort. <clears throat> not growing. Just comfort. Comfort. COVID-19 has been a big old comforter. Oh, wow. Okay, we get to stay home, watch Netflix, order some food. And I was talking to you about this the other day. A lot of people will not bounce back from 2020. And they're spiritually because they've allowed the, the comfort to set in. <clears throat> and they forgot everything that they prayed about in January. They've, they've dropped it because they've allowed the comfort. And I, I celebrate you for being in church because that, yeah. that's the first step of, yeah. come on, getting out. <clears throat> yeah. 
y'all know I can't move. But that's the first step is I'm going to come and I'm going to praise. I'm, I'm going to just let you know right now, he is here. I'm not talking about God. I'm not talking about God. Don't get too excited. I'm talking about COVID. He's here. He's in this room. He's in that lobby. He's in that hallway. He's in the parking lot. He's everywhere. But don't allow that to, 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 to keep you. Thank you so much. Don't allow that to keep you in the comfort. You'll have many reasons to quit. We were just talking about Highlight the City Week, right? And I just shared how long that vision had been just kind of simmering in our hearts. Eight years. Eight years. That's big vision. So much so to the point we were um, we were doing our prayer walk to end off Highlight the City Week. And a lady, um, she's a part of our church. She, she, she was talking to Megan and myself, and she said, Pastor, I, she said, I, I love all churches and not to compare churches, she said, but there's no church that has ever done this before in this area. She said, this is big. She said, I live in Germantown, and I'm, I'm praying that Highlight would do something like this in Germantown. And I said, no worries, we're coming. Yeah. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming. We're coming. But can I let you in on something? about big vision and the need for faith. There's not 14 days that go by that I don't want to quit pastoring. (laughs) And it's not you. It's not that. It's not this. It's not any of it. It's just your human sets in. The trials and the tribulations set in. So when you got big vision, you have faith. I, I, we had a production and worship team in here yesterday for seven hours. Just I was just preaching at them for seven hours. So you in here. We call it the pro-worship advance. And I'm like, I got you for seven hours. And there's just like, <sighs> next point. <sighs> and I started out and I said, look, I'm sorry I didn't charge you $1,000. And an airplane ticket for grade A leadership teaching. If you know me, you know me. Chill out. Chill out. You know me. I didn't charge you. I'm sorry. I said, but you, you signed up for greatness. You want to be great. You want to do better. Because last week, last Sunday, the, work, the production team was in here after service. And, man, they had brooms and dusters. And they were spraying the screens. And... They, they were just doing all this amazing stuff. And so I encouraged them yesterday. I said, you want to be great. You want to see big time faith play out in your life. Little do you know, I've signed you up for about a five to six year process as your pastor. This is the thing. You don't just have faith one week and expect God to bless the rest of your life. You got to You got to Faith, 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 faith. Faith and it, 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 faith, faith. Don't let go of your faith when you have big vision. Here it is: how to activate faith. No, 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 no. Don't do that yet. Don't do that. I got to read this scripture. Here it is: Hebrews eleven. By faith, verse thirty-three. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, 
received what God had promised them. I love that. By faith, they ruled with justice. I want to encourage you. If you, if you have, if politics is a passion and you love Jesus, go full steam. Go full speed. Because this is the thing. You can change laws and, and you can try to change the system. But if the hearts of the people who oversee the laws and who oversee the system don't change, nothing changes. And so I, I, I'm going to prophesy this. America has about 10 to 12 years for its leaders to come back to Jesus. If not, we're going to end up like the rest of the kingdoms of the earth that only last for about 214 years. God has been gracious to America. We're around 240, I think, somewhere around there right now. He's been super gracious to us. But when a, when a society begins to just kind of lose it all and, and want to do this and do that and don't check me and don't tell me when I'm wrong and you can't tell me what to do, America, come on, put your hands together for this. I know you understand this, mama. America better watch out. Because it says here, by faith, they ruled with justice. So what you want is you want men and women in leadership positions who love Jesus, who love people. Where Jesus is going to be at the desk with them during legislation. And he's like, that's not a good law. That's not a good law. Change that. That doesn't serve people. That doesn't love people. That's not good. Change that up. And they're like, yeah, Jesus, it's your country. This is your world. We need people who love Jesus and leadership. They ruled with justice. These were kings and queens by faith. Big vision. Big, that little thing that you, you, that little every other week thing that you get. No, 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 no. Big vision. There's too much potential on the inside of you. God is trying to take you higher, put you in positions of influence. Big vision, big vision, big vision. We need you. We need you. We need you to start that business. We need you. They ruled with justice. And God is pleased. The Bible says in Proverbs, when, when, when a righteous king rules, everyone is blessed. Yes. Oh, Lord, got me wanting to run for office right now. Y'all know me. Y'all don't care. I'm going to speak the truth. I'm sorry. I'm going to get back in my... All right, here it is. I'm just happy to see y'all, man. Y'all having fun? We're almost out of here. We're almost out of here. And if it's your first time, you're normally in the parking lot right now, so don't worry. Come on back, and uh, we'll, we'll, I'm just, we're just our first day. I don't know how to act, you know, so give me some grace. Give me some grace. We're normally done by 12. Let me, let me finish this off. It says this here. They shut the mouths of lions, quench the flames of fire, and escape death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. And um, I want to give you a few ways to how to activate faith. Number one, trust God's word. Trust God's word. Trust God's word. You, you turn on the media right now and your hope just goes out the window. Trust God's word. We did quite a quite a bit of traveling this summer. I, Honestly, not to brag, God has just been good. It, it was our best summer ever, weirdly enough. And, and people would ask, how are you guys traveling, you know, with, with everything going on? We're like, well, number one, we don't know what the facts are. We, we don't know. We, we don't know this, this, you know, channel saying this, this saying this. And when you don't know what the facts are, that creates confusion. 
God is not the author of confusion. Confusion breeds fear. Right? So we're not saying let go of all rationale and logic, but what we are saying is don't live in the confusion. And so there's one thing that trumps all the lies. And come on, we need to, here it is. Put your hands together. Live by faith. And do what God has called you to do. Why y'all went to Texas? God called us to go to Texas. You shouldn't. He's a man. (laughs) Talk to him about it. Abraham, why you leave? Talk to him about it. You know what I mean? Don't live in that fear. That's what I'm, that's what we're tired of right now is that fear. Got these babies on these screens. You just, Judah, stop moving. Whole thing. By the time you get them home, be tired. Because their minds aren't designed to be on those screens all day. Can I just preach a little truth? The fear, the fear has to go. The, the fear has to go. So in any time you get into this word, Well, I love that. I just flipped it. Just follow me. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. But, but it says, when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. Ooh, wow. You know what that just did? I want to go pray now. Because God's going to reward me. Anytime you get into this word, you, you strengthen your faith. You, you strengthen your faith. The second, the second way to activate faith is this is surround yourself with people of faith. Surround yourself with people of faith. Yeah. I, I want to encourage you that isolation is not God's plan for your life. When God created everything, when the wind created everything, and the wind came on the inside of Adam, he, he breathed the breath of life on the inside of Adam, the wind, he woke him up and he said, it's all good, the trees, the birds, the sky, the ocean. He said, it's all good. He looked at Adam and he said, that is not good. He's alone. Let me create him a help meet. So I want to encourage you as you leave church today, I want to encourage you to sign up for a light group. Um, this is the greatest semester of groups we've had. Um, a lot of groups, a lot of different groups, financial freedom groups, um, co-ed groups, book study groups, a lot of leaders waiting to love on you. They've been praying for you throughout the summer waiting for you to be here. Don't do life alone. Don't struggle alone. Surround yourself with people of faith. And the last thing, we're going to go ahead and close this out. God accepts and rewards faith. God accepts and he rewards faith. He accepts and he rewards it. Mark 5, 34, Jesus said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Matthew 9, 28 through 29, they went right into the house where he was staying, and Jesus asked them, do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. They told him, we do. Then he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. Mark 10, 52, Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. John eleven forty 40 comes in the form of a question. 
Jesus responded, didn't I tell you? Sound like my dad. Didn't I tell Boy, didn't I tell you? That's the way I hear it. I don't know how God speaks to you, but. Boy, didn't I tell you? That you would see God's glory if you believe. Let's, let's go back and read those again. Mark 5, 34. He said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Your faith. Matthew 9, 28 through 29. They went right into the house where he was staying and Jesus asked him, do you believe I can make you see? Do you believe I have a vision for your life? Do you believe that I can clear the smoke? Yes, Lord, they told him, we do. Great. He touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. And Jesus said to him, uh, Mark 10, 52, and Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. Your faith. Your faith. Because of your faith. Your faith. John eleven forty. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory? If you believe, if you want to know the context of John eleven forty, a man was dead. And Jesus was about to bring him back to life. Didn't I tell you? If you believe. <laughs> you, come on, come on. Didn't I tell you? you you've been praying for family for self, for opportunities, for God to show up. I encourage you, just have faith. It's going to be by faith. It's going to be by your capacity to believe that God can do anything. If you're struggling in your marriage right now, I don't know which marriage this word is for. Stop trying to control your spouse. Pray for them. It's going to be by faith that God transforms their heart. You're believing for a child that's far from God. Stop trying to control them. Pray. It's going to be by faith he brings them back home. If you're believing for a spouse that you're married to, they don't believe in Christ. Don't force it. God can get into crevices that you can't. By faith that he's going to do it. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the gift of faith. And God, I just ask that you would give us all the grace and the strength to apply our faith in a way that honors you and to apply our faith in a way that you can move in the way that you want to move. So if there is anyone here who does not know Christ, the the common denominator of all those verses was Jesus. There's anyone in here who does not know Christ as their Lord and Savior. You may feel far from God. You may feel hopeless. I want to encourage you that the Spirit of God is present with you in this moment right now. And He loves you and He sent His Son to die on a cross for you. His blood was shed for the forgiveness of your sins and you are not far from God. He is near. If you feel broken, the word declares that he is near unto the brokenhearted. And he draws close to the contrite spirit. 
maybe today is your day to give your heart to Jesus. And if that be you, I want you to pray this prayer with me. In church, we're going to intercede. If you're coming to Christ today, you want to make him your Lord and Savior, let's pray. Father God, I believe that Jesus is your son. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I thank you for the blood that was shed for my forgiveness. Lord Jesus, I ask that you would give me the gift of the Holy Spirit. And I ask God that you would give me the grace to trust you all the days of my life. I am yours. Make me new. I lay every struggle, every burden, every worry at your feet. Give me the strength to glorify you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, let's put your hands together. Hallelujah.